Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <clears throat> okay, here we go. They say great things come in threes. Great stuff. The great days we're living, bro. That's just great. Unfortunately, not in this case. What is this? But maybe someday it will be. Can you believe that? Okay, world, hold on to your collective. It's time for the Bam Slam podcast. With Ben Fletcher, Allison Ratzlaff, and Mike Costa. <laughs> what is going on, Bam Slam fam? It is Bam Slam Podcast, Season 2, Episode 11. It's Costa, it's Fletcher. We are without Allie Rat, who is... she? Oh, uh, she's a grandma. Yeah. That's right, her daughter had a little girl... But we don't call her grandma. We don't call her grandma. No, 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 no. She's she's far too beautiful and young. Too hot to be a grandma. But she, oh, but you know what? She is a grandma. Um, so she is up in. Is she up in Northern California? I believe so. Okay, where her daughter is, and she's helping. She's being a good grandma. She's helping her daughter with the baby and things like that. So that's why Allie's not here. But Allie, we love you. We miss you, and cannot wait to have you uh, back here in person. For the Bam Slam podcast. How are you? She is missing a steamy episode. Ooh, baby. It is toasty in San Diego. What the hell? I, I, okay, so... Today is supposed to be the first day of fall. Well, it is, and I think we have the heat warning in effect until 8 o'clock tonight. It is Wednesday, September 22nd. Second. Man, when you don't have a job. I know, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. it is easily... 90 plus outside. I, I just got back from a Costco run. And but between going in, oh, I got to tell you this going into the dairy section. Oh, nipples get hard. Oh, my God. And I took off my flip flops and just sat there, stood there. I don't think Costco that. appreciates you they taking don't. off your they flip don't. flops. It felt so freaking good. I'm just, and I'm going like this, <sighs> looking at my breath, <laughs> going, oh, it is so nice and cold. Um, anyhow, it's a hot one today. And yeah, she is going to miss a hot and steamy episode, not only because of the weather outside, but because the San Diego Padres freaking suck. Yeah, it's time to light some shit on fire. I got to be suck. honest. I, I have a lot of thoughts about this season. Ultimately, let down is my number one thought. Yep. Like, I personally feel left down, let down, and I am not somebody who has been a 50-year fan of the Padres, somebody whose dad had season tickets, took him to tailgates when he was younger. Uh, has season tickets now with his kid, you know, and I feel personally let down. I cannot imagine what that person feels like, the Peter and Point Lomas of the world. Oh, my God. Know? Because when you think about any professional sports franchise, and I got a lot on this, so we can just go for a little bit here, ranting on the Padres, and then I want you to drop some F-bombs about them. Okay. But when you think about any professional sports franchise, it's really like a three-pronged approach, right? You have the ownership and management, you have the players, and you have... The fans. The fans held up their end of the bargain this year more than any other year in Padres history. Undeniable. Am I uh, even last night? Last night the Padres lose to the Giants. There were so many freaking Padre fans there, and they were so loud, and they're still cheering for this team that doesn't have a fighter's chance to make it into the playoffs. I personally feel so bad for those people who fucking sold out this year yep. and bought tickets and put up with the bullshit COVID stuff and made it to the ballpark every single homestand to cheer on this team to have this shitty of a performance down the stretch. 
And I feel like management, ownership, coaching, players let down every single San Diego Padre fan this year. And it's embarrassing. It, uh, I, you know, revenge is, is a dish best served cold. And to see the Dodger fans who, and I love Padres, Padres Twitter, and I'm one who is doing going after Dodger fans early in the season. But to see the Dodger fans now throw the bags of shit back into the face of Padres Twitter, I'm dying. And the thing is, we got to wear it. I got to wear it. Everybody's got to wear it. Padre fans shouldn't have to wear it. No, no, the ones the ones aren't on Twitter and the ones who aren't, you know, coming out with the great memes and gifts after a victory. Those are the ones like me who are wearing it. The Padre fan that is just like, wait, I love my team. I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to go night in, night out. I tell you what, if I was a Padre fan, I wouldn't spend jack shit on this team next year until after the All-Star break. I wouldn't go to Petco. I wouldn't buy a hot dog, a beer, a jersey, a hat. I wouldn't do shit until they come back from the All-Star break. And the thing is, Padre fans are a resilient group. I, I really yeah. do believe that. And yeah. we like I understand the most exciting player in baseball is on your team right now. It is a hype time to be a Padres fan. This last month and a half has shown you nothing. And it's honestly, it's shown a lack of care <laughs> more than anything. And a lack of body language. I, the guys look terrible. There's no energy in that room right now. Until last night, really, there was, and that was good, but whatever. Um, I. My leaving thought on all this, I guess, and we can move on because I'm really over this season, is how does anyone keep their job? That's a great point. Well, and AJ Preller's going to. They, they told the farm director yesterday that he would not be renewed. Oh, wait, it's the farm's director's fault that you traded off 17 of the top 20. Yeah, people in the yeah. system. He's he, he, as you guys talked about this morning on the morning show on Extra. He's he's looking for any scapegoat um, possible. Was Jace Tingler? Is Jace Tingler in over his head? I don't know because I don't know baseball. I've never been a baseball manager. I'm not inside that clubhouse. Has he lost the team? I don't know. But I know when you have absolute shit bags like Eric Hosmer, who allegedly are pouting in the clubhouse, don't talk to anybody, don't talk to the media, doesn't talk to Jace Tingler, doesn't talk to A.J. Preller, all because your name was mentioned possibly as trade bait, F you. Cut cut that cancerous mole off this team's ass as soon as possible. And don't you worry that it's spread to Tatis. Like, I, I really do. I, I think the only person who hasn't shown that down body language this whole time has been Manny Machado. Absolutely. And personally, I yeah. fucking love what he did on Saturday night. Getting in Fernando's face for pouting and snapping back okay, at a coach. What, what the fuck was the apology for? Oh, yesterday, I. Uh, What's mm, it? That was horseshit. That did was, somebody on the? Did somebody upstairs not, say, "Hey, you guys got to apologize"? I doubt it was anybody with the Padres organization. I think most likely it was agents saying, oh. uh, "Manny, this was a bad look." Because nationally, that was not perceived well. Locally, here in San Diego, everyone had Manny's back. Absolutely, because it's true. This team, the body language on the entire team has been horseshit for a month. Yeah, and yeah. Manny was finally like, "Dude, I've had enough of this. I'm sick of your ass pouting." 
Because what? We're not winning? Well, do better. Yeah. Do better. I don't know. Man, it is it's a uh, it's embarrassing to be quite honest, and it's a bad look on the entire franchise, the product that has been out on the field for two months now. You especially when you were 17 goddamn games over 500. Not that long ago. Now you're gonna finish the season under 500? <laughs> are you serious? What are they, five out now of the wild card? Yeah, but That's it, a pipe whatever. Dream. So they're not gonna make playoffs. Can no. you at least finish with a winning record? Yeah. They still have to win five games. Do you see five games on that schedule no, they can because win? Who's here next? The Braves? And the Braves have to win every game. Yeah. Every team they have left See, uh, has to win every single game. And then don't they wrap up with Giants-Dodgers? Away, away. Bye-bye. Season's over. No, I, um, Manny, sorry, Manny. You, uh, I've got nothing, nothing bad to say. All I've got to say about you is I now have more respect for you after what you did in the dugout. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., hey, bro, I know you're saying you're not going to get the shoulder surgery. That's fine. You miss a game next year. Because of uh, injuring that shoulder, then the the gloves are off. The gloves are off with you. I've been super hesitant to say anything negative about Tatis because it doesn't go over well in San Diego. Too bad. It's the truth. But at this point, like, dude, the last couple months, you have not been playing like the face of baseball. In fact, if I was a, a parent and I had my kid next to me, I'd be watching that saying, all right, look. If you're the best player on the team, which my kid's going to be the best player on the team. Sure, of course. If you're the best player on the team and you're supposed to be a leader of the group and that's what you look like, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. No, I, the, the thing is, management has to go to him and say, we are, I mean, if you don't know this, Fernando, we're telling you, we are a much better baseball team when you're in the lineup, period. And what does it say about management that Manny is the one that had to come in and scream at him? Well... I, that that was my lasting impression. Listen, I, AJ Preller, I don't, I don't know if you've got pictures of Peter Seidler with a goat or something. I don't know. <laughs> but he has not done shit. And he he doesn't have shit to show as a general manager of a Major League Baseball It's a club. results-based business. It's been seven years. The only results you've gotten out of the team is in a 30-game bullshit season. Right. Thank you. You know, And when, he got promoted and extended based on that season. Yeah. So... This, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, um, he's going to make Jace Tingler the fall guy. He's going to reassign Jace. I wonder if Jace is going to get that farm director. Which, by the way, I think Jace would probably be really good as the farm director. But if I'm Jace Tingler, I'm like, you know what? Eat shit. I'm going somewhere else. I'll go. I I will. I want to stay. I want to stay with the parent club somewhere else. I'll be a bench coach. I'll do this. I'll do that. You kind of feel like Jace got used and abused, don't you? Like he, I, he's being made the fall guy right now. He's not even. Yes, but uh, from the time he got hired, he's like, okay, oh. I'm a manager, but I also have one hand tied behind my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm the manager, and, and there's name, a reason name he's only. the youngest freaking manager ever. There's a reason. Yeah. That Jace Tingler is a first time manager who never even had like bench coach experience. It's because AJ Preller went out and grabbed someone he could control and puppet his best friend, baseball soulmate. Remember yeah, that? That's right. I remember that. Well. It, it, you know, speaking of guys who have pictures of people with goats and stuff, what what does the photo album that Eric Hosmer has of Jace Tingler? Jeez Louise. Unless that's management, unless that's upstairs saying, do you know what we're paying this sack of shit? We got to play him. You know, we've got to make it look like he's there's some he has some worth to this baseball team. Uh, it's, again, Manny... You, Manning gets the hall pass. Jake Cronenworth, to me... I would honestly say Tommy Pham. The results haven't been there, but you can tell he works his ass off, and I've never seen him pout. Yeah, but 
the, the rest of them, even even my beloved Will Myers, where's Will Ugh. been? Where where is Will been? When's the last time Will hit a home run? A couple years ago? <laughs> no, it seems like it though. And then don't you know the injuries with the pitchers and and hey, you got rid of Larry Rothschild, man. Joe Musgrove also gets a pass. Joe gets a pass because of the no hitter. And he's had the right attitude the whole year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, you're right. Musgrove does. But, you know, Snell, and Snell was pitching well before this injury. You, I love you, Darvish, but you're, you're doing great. Oh, my back tightens. Uh, Chris Paddock, it is great not seeing you on the hill. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Yeah, it's a night they throw out Vince Velasquez. That's a good way. I'll tell you, the only way I... I'm totally bought in on next year because I'm not doing this bullshit again where I get so hyped up Dude, for something I'm t- and I'm, I'm ben, calling I'm it. telling you. I understand the San Diego curse. That's the only thing that was on the text line this morning when Steve and I did the show. Yeah. But what I will say, it's cursed for a reason. It's cursed because there's bullshit decisions made from the top. Well, I, I, I don't think Jay Singler's a bad guy. I don't even think he's necessarily a bad manager. I think he was a terrible hire. But That's okay, what I think. This is, and here's the problem. Sand and God bless the San Diego fan, loyal to a fault. Man, they're the dog that, or they're, you know, the dog that you kick in the ass and they come right back wagging their tail going, I love you, I love you, I love you. It is only until the fan base as a whole holds the team accountable, i.e., don't show up. Don't show up. And I know it's really easy for me to sit here in my bully pulpit. Not being a season ticket holder, not being a, a, a psychotic. It'd be like someone, hey, Costa, don't watch the Raiders. I get it. But I can watch the Raiders without buying Raider merchandise, without spending money on concessions, uh, patronizing the advertisers who are spending money on the radio or the TV. But if you're the fan base of the Padres, stay away. Stay away until you see something that makes you say, hmm, it is different this year. You ready for what changes my mind? Yes. If A.J. Preller is not involved with hiring the next manager. A.J. Preller's already had two, and they were both guys that he could control. Andy Green and Jace Tingler. And he was carrying the puppet strings on both of them. If Peter Seidler goes out and gets Bruce Bochy and says, A.J., well, hands off on the lineup, hands off on the pitching rotation, this is Bruce's team. Well, see, you yeah. make personnel decisions. He makes lineup decisions. And Bocha said he wouldn't mind coming back, right? He, he wouldn't mind coaching. Okay. Yeah. I don't so. know that he would coach under A.J. Preller. Well, unless he had the guarantee from Seidler that this is your lineup card. Yeah. Bruce, we know, Bruce walks in with a pound of 65 pound, with a pair of 65 pound brass balls. And so, three World Series. And three World Series. So A.J. is not going to tell. Bruce Bochy, what to do, or hey, I think we should do this, or you know, my little computer nerds upstairs say that we have to do this. Boch is old school. Boch, even though Boch is older, the younger guys get him. And again, he walks in, he walks, all he has to do is walk in the first day with all three World Series rings on one hand and say, okay, anybody questions my um, qualifications? No. And then Eric right. Cosmer raises his little pinky yeah. with oh, his World Series ring. Hopefully he won't be there. Fuck when, the fuck off, dude. When, when, That's when, move number one of the offseason. Get him out. Get him the F out of there. Because, because you're, you're, it spreads. Negativity yeah. spreads. I mean, well, I, we've seen it. You're, reward, you're rewarding just mediocrity. Right. That's that's what By having Eric Cosmer, Eric Cosmer on the team, you're telling everybody in that clubhouse, hey, you can suck and still get paid. 
No, I, it's uh, it's it's so disappointing because you know think back to where we were the second third month of the season. Oh my god! Before team the of All- destiny, team that, of destiny. Those words left my mouth a lot of times. This is it, and now I, I'm hoping to God they've put the swag chain away. I haven't seen it. Okay, it's time for that thing to go bye bye. That's stupid, and it's yeah. When spring training? But, but wait, I just said <laughs> wait. Hold on, I just. I'm not. I don't give a shit about when is spring training. When's the All Star break in 2022? That's when All Star. You can't fall for it then either. No. Because guess what? The last two years. Yep. Or the last oh, year. Oh. Yeah. F it. F it. All right. Uh, I feel good. Got some stuff off my chest. We there. did. We did. I mean, I def- I said some things I can't say on radio. So there. This is my <laughs> fucking podcast. I'll say what I want. Uh, after this word from our friends at Blenders Eyewear. We're going to talk about uh, California NFL and what the standings are looking like in the NFC and in the AFC after week number two. Did we see it coming with a certain team? That's what she said. <laughs> AFC West? We'll tell you after this. As we told you at the beginning of the podcast, and we just reiterated for you, so happy that Blender's Eyewear is along for the ride on the Bam Slam uh podcast you talk about awesome affordable sunglasses rad styles plus colorways that range from 38 bucks to 68 dollars they offer a wide range of products sunglasses rx blue light snow goggles and helmets as well they're big right now they are even getting bigger locally owned locally made here in san diego but internationally known Uh, their motto is life in forward motion and their goal is that their products push you to be the best version of yourself like we're trying to do with this podcast and that's why blenders is along for the ride thank you everybody with blenders eyewear uh they are offering a 16 percent discount uh on behalf of the bam slam podcast for all of you that get to blenders eyewear.com just use our code bam slam and you're going to get 16 percent off your purchase blenders eyewear.com code word is bam slam that's right Use our code BAMSLAM, 16% off your purchase, BlendersEyewear.com. Let's talk about the Raiders. Raiders. Commitment to excellence, pride and poise, will to win. Are you ready for this? Because this may never happen again. What? uh, Literally starting this week, my opinion might completely change. Derek Carr has been fucking fantastic. There you go. He He has. And the problem being a diehard member of the Raider, card-carrying member of the Raider Nation, um, have I seen it before? I have. And I will say this, the first eight quarters of the Raider season so far has blown me away. I didn't expect to win against the Ravens. I think they had a good chance against the Ravens. I didn't expect them to win. I didn't think they had any chance against the Steelers, especially when you look at Gruden going east and and the way this team plays during the early games, well, just the way the Steelers played Week One, and where the, exactly the big win uh, over Buffalo. Ben, as I told you and Steve this morning on the uh, my the weekly Raider report on Extra, this is all because of a pass rush. And your people might think, wait a second, the pass rush is not making incredible catches like Hunter Renfro. The pass rush is not throwing the ball like Derek Carr, et cetera, et cetera. It is, and and I'll explain why. They now can put pressure on the quarterback. They now are giving the secondary. Secondary is not having to cover forever like they have been before. Uh, Corey Littleton 
and um, K.J. Wright, the linebacker, linebackers that they have are now free to cover, not necessarily freelance, but they're not having to use a linebacker just because they can't get any sort of pressure. The pressure is causing the Raiders to get off the field on defense, giving the ball back to the offense. And it's huge, the rhythm. You can yeah. see it. Yeah. And when you're, when you're on time as an offense, a lot of that has to do with defense. The defense is rested because Carr then and company grab the ball, and it's, it's not completely methodical, but they're four or five-minute drives. Yeah. And, they, and, and, again, you got Renfro making great catches. Brian Edwards, the kid from South Carolina who is just a friggin' gem. Henry Ruggs is actually holding on to the ball. Wait, so what was the reason? Was Brian Edwards the guy? Oh, no, no, this is Rondale Moore for the Cardinals. Never mind. Okay. Keep going. Um, you've got – and you've got Derek Carr playing with confidence. And this is – Still with a with a banged up offensive line, and you know what's different about Derek Carr this year? It's no longer, and I think you said this this morning. It's no longer looking up at Gruden. It's looking eye to eye with Gruden. Yeah, yeah. He's not worried about what Dad's doing. Yeah, and it's cool. Other the moment they had on the sideline last week, where Derek Carr kind of roughed him up a little bit and yeah. grabbed him and shook him. You know, I I there's a different difference in the way he's carrying himself this year. And by the way, this can all go out the window next week. I am heaping praise on Derek Carr now. Who knows how long it lasts? You, I, you're playing Miami next week. Two is out. This is the perfect situation for a Raiders loss. You've got Jacoby Brissett, who's playing for the Dolphins. And again, we have seen it. And I, you and I were talking before we started doing the podcast. It was the Raiders a year or two ago coming off a win over the Chiefs. And they either went to Atlanta or New York to play the Jets and got their asses handed to them. were flat. They were dead. Um, this is This has the potential to set up like this game, the saving grace is that it's at home and that Derek Carr, uh, he got rolled up rolled up on late in that game against the, the Steelers. MRI came back negative. We'll see how his ankle is. Um, but you, you know, you've suffered some injuries early on in the offensive line. Alex Leatherwood, the big kid out of Alabama, I think he's going to be a, a decent offensive lineman. He's overwhelmed right now. He's just got to clean up the he, penalties. And he's got to clean up the penalties, and he's got to not be afraid to um, – he's, he's got to believe in himself and his quickness to set up and pass blocking because so many of them are, are false starts. Right. Um, yeah, 2-0, which is just freaking crazy, potentially – Three and zero at the end of the Sunday, but also potentially two and one because you you know what you you haven't done shit yet, and I hope John Gruden is sending that message to him. Weeks one and two don't mean they don't mean anything. So Vic Fangio, the Denver Broncos head coach, yes, was at a press conference. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but Urban Meyer, I guess, called him and was asking for some advice. And Vic Fangio told this story, which I'm sure Urban is not thrilled with, but Urban kind of was talking to him on the phone and said, "Man." In the NFL, it's like every week you're playing against Alabama. And so Vic Fangio, shame on you for sharing that because now you made Urban look bad. But he's right. Absolutely I mean, when you're right. talking about the Raiders going in, this should be a sure win, right? Nope. This should be you dominate the the Dolphins who were just embarrassed last night by the Bill or last week by the Bills. Yeah. The Raiders should go in, put up 40, hold them to 10. Not going to happen. Because it, it, I don't know... Who said this? But I love the the saying of you know those men across from you. A lot of them got car seats in the back of their cars, right? This is f you. And they'll f snap your, your yeah. leg to get a paycheck. <laughs> f you. F your feelings. 
I can't believe Urban Meyer said that, but he's he's absolutely right. Well, he didn't right. say it on air. No. He said it in a private conversation yeah, to another cool, coach. Vic. I know, but it's it's well, but it's also been it's been used by pro coaches to players that have come out of elite programs. Like you tell somebody from Georgia, hey, you're basically playing Alabama every week. You tell somebody from Clemson, you're basically playing Ohio State every single week. I think the guys get it. Yeah, and everyone knows it. Like yeah. the level of parity in the NFL is unparalleled across every single sports league in America. Sure. Which is why we love it so much, which is why every game is like a playoff game because yeah. at the end of the year, the records are all so similar. Right. But I just, I mean, worried about the Raiders this week. Yeah, I'm probably going to bet the Dolphins, to be honest. Just we, because. Do we know what the spread is? Uh, I can look real quick. It's either going to be Raiders three or f- given three or four, I would say. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders are four point favorites. Okay. See, I'm betting the Dolphins, and I, yeah. I, I think that's the right call. Um, used to be across the bay from the Raiders, now in Santa Clara. My Niners. The other California team that's undefeated, the San Francisco 49ers. It's actually uh, three California teams that are undefeated. Oh, shit, well, the Raiders right. aren't a California team anymore. God, but- uh, sorry, I said that. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. You're right. Um, but yeah, the Niners, I am happy with what I've seen so far. I am glad that they're leaving Trey on the bench in game two. I just don't know if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks, but California and ultimately West coast football is in such a good spot right now. And the Niners, I, you got the health bug is biting them again. I mean, talk about your top three running backs, all probably going to miss next week. Jesus. I, just, I don't know how one team goes through this much Ask the Ravens. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you guys sharing training secrets? Well, yeah, and cornerbacks, too. I mean, we're down to fucking Josh Norman. Jason Verrett, again. I, I We knew that one was coming, but C.J. Mosley, him going out, that yeah, I don't think he's missed a game yet until no. this year. Oh, my. Well, I to tell you, watching the way these guys are now going down week by week. Need the preseason. Well, I don't know if it's – are they not coming in camp? In good enough shape. Conversely, are they coming into camp in too good a shape? Have they just stressed out their bodies to the point where my uh, my old man, my dad, has always had this theory that once you get to a certain level of athleticism, your tendons can't keep up anymore. Oh, and that, so it's of like course. some of these guys are just too good of athletes, but the tendons are that of you and me. So yeah. when their muscles are so fast twitch and you're moving at such a rate of speed with power, with force, with thrust. Those tendons just can't handle it, which is why you see so many ACLs from running backs, which is why cornerbacks who are shifting and pivoting yep. and trying to keep up with these wicked fast wide receivers, these tendons just pop. Well, it's the it's the horse knee theory. Right. Everything everything about a great horse is great except the stupid legs. The the horse's legs, you know, we, they should be as thick as elephants' legs, you know? When you look at the upper body of a horse. <laughs> You're so but right, they're, but they're but so the, tiny. They're just these little tiny, you know, toothpicks. It's um no, but you're. I, I wonder, I, like, someone's gonna make a lot of money one day when they can figure out preventative treatments for ACLs, and for that fact, for pitchers, for UCLs. You, I don't know how you do it unless. Well, you see, seventeen-year-olds getting Tommy Johns when they don't need them. No, but if you, oh, I'm thinking of a brace or something that they can wear that can keep a knee from bending in. But then you're you're basically. You're walking around with your knees already pre-bent. Double Don Joys. Double Don Joys like freaking Melvin Gordon. I'm happy for the 49ers. I'm happy for Jimmy G. This is kind of like his... Farewell tour? Well, maybe his farewell tour or the, hey, 
I, I still got something left in the in the uh, in the tank tour. Yeah, but and he's not really doing that much. I mean, it's like I know it is. Trey, if Trey Lance was starting both those games, they would still be two and zero. Yeah. I it's I I don't like I am fully on board with the Trey Lance starting train, just not till like week eight. What do you think? Of, what do you are you buying the Rams or selling? I haven't seen them play NFC West, so I'm not buying them yet. Really, okay. like who have they played so far? I don't know. We'll beat see. the Bears and they beat. Um, Who'd they play last week? They were on the road last week against. Who the frick did the Rams beat? I don't know, but Cooper Philadelphia. Cup no, that was the Niners. Niners. Hang on, pulling it up. Colts. Colts. Carson and Wentz screwed up both his double, ankles. Double ankle sprains. Yeah, so um, I don't, I don't, because I don't put a whole ton of faith in either of those two teams. I don't. It's also my thing with the Cardinals. Like they haven't played NFC West teams yet. By the way, that's my thing with the Niners. Like once I see them against NFC West, which is the best of the best, I'm right. not going to make any judgments on any of them. Because this morning I had the Cardinals in my top three of my power rankings. Because really? they've been the most impressive team so far. Are you buying the Broncos, or do you look at that schedule and say, "Tell me when you play somebody real." Uh, exactly that. Uh, who have they had so far? They've had the Giants and the Jags, and then they have the Jets, Jets this, week. this weekend. I mean, come on, <laughs> like roll out the welcome carpet, Teddy Bridgewater, two glove Teddy. Uh, he has looked good. He looks like he has a good connection with Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant. But yeah. I I'm, no, I'm not going to buy into them. Look at the AFC West. I will. We will learn a lot this week when the Chargers go play the Chiefs. And that might be the game of the week outside oh. of Sunday night football. Um, I uh, to to hear the Cowboy fans at SoFi, <laughs> uh-huh. and we that, haven't even talked about this no, yet. And I tweeted out, I go, why are so many of the LA the sold out LA Charger fans cheering when the Cowboys do well? And did you see the pathetic Charger fans on Twitter trying to say it was fifty fifty? Uh, no, it's it's not. And again, oh. it's wash, rinse. Repeat, hey, we've sold all of our season seats. And they always forget that last part to ticket brokers. Because that's who <laughs> bought them up. Oh, my God. And the Raiders? The, what? <laughs> next Mon- week is the Raiders? A, next week is the Raiders on Monday night. Oh, boy. They, they're, I, and I don't know what the Chargers schedule um, looks like, but basically every, like it was in Carson, like it was here in San Diego the last several years, every freaking home game is now a road game. And it almost feels cheap to just make fun of them all the time, but it's it's not. No, it feels so good. It feels so good. And this just goes directly to ownership, doesn't it? It's just, it is straight to Dean. And you've seen this thing now. um, St. Louis is suing the Rams. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah, the fans. Right, because uh, apparently Jeff Fisher knew about the move, which means it was a premeditated thing. So while the city of St. Louis was lying to their fans, saying they were trying to build a stadium here oh. or in St. Louis, oh. they were already one foot out the door. Does that sound familiar to a you, Mike Costa? Bit. A little so bit. So all that talk about the downtown stadium being the future. Yeah, no. A bold-faced freaking lie. You know what the bigger issue is? The city of San Diego made a deal with the Chargers saying, we will never sue you. The city of San Diego can't do what St. Louis is doing to try to get some retribution because the freaking mayor at the time was a ding-dong. Love it. Yeah, it could probably happen. All right, I pulled up the Charger schedule. So we know what's going to happen with the uh, the Raider fans um, a week from next Monday. 
Then the Cleveland Browns come to town, and you know how well the Browns fans travel. Especially if you're looking around like, man, why am I in Cleveland? Oh, let's go get some good weather. What's yeah. going on this weekend? The Browns are playing the Chargers. Then they go to Baltimore. Um, oh, and then the Patriots are there. And you know the Patriots are gonna fans are gonna travel well. Tell me the Steelers come. The the Vikings game might be really their only chance. I don't know. The Vikings game oh. when they were playing at the soccer stadium was packed full of Vikings fans. You know okay. what? If a ton of people from Minnesota for some reason end up in Southern California. Well, the next game is the Pittsburgh Steelers at SoFi. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a sea of black and gold. They have the uh, then they go to Denver. Then they go to Cincy. They've got the Giants. Okay, so on, what's it, uh, December Mike. December 12th, they might have a home field advantage. Who is it against? The Giants. If they have enough fans to even have a home field advantage. And then advantage. the next week, they've got the Chiefs at SoFi, which will be a sea of red. Especially because late season game, yep. the Chiefs are going to be yep. in first place. Ooh. They go on the road uh, – to the Texans, they come back against the Broncos. That'll even if the Broncos are playing bad, there'll still be a ton of orange in the stands. And then they finish up the season uh, on it was January 9th in uh, in Las Vegas. And by the way, we have a lot of Charger fans who listen to this podcast. We yeah. love you, and I, I don't I don't want to say anything bad about any of the players. Just hate your team. I think Justin Herbert's fantastic. I really Keenan Allen's football play is amazing. Well, and and to just to think of the Austin Eckler story. Yeah. And where he is now, one of the best running backs in the NFL. And Joey Bosa. I love watching Joey play. Incredible hands, incredible dip as he's come around the corner. Um, but there, listen, as long as, as long as you've got that bag of shit as an owner, sorry. Count us out. Count us out 110%. Um, so Chiefs, Chargers, probably one of the biggest games this weekend. Yeah, Brady. I think Chiefs, Chargers, uh, it's Brady. Uh, Brady's going to be in L.A. for the first time in his career, playing yeah, against, against the, the Rams. The Rams. Antonio, and then, uh, COVID is going through the Bucks. Oh, it is? Yeah. Antonio Brown just got placed on the COVID list. Um, so he's not playing then? It, he has to test negative twice in twenty in the next 48 hours. Okay. He has like 100 hours till game time. There has to be two negative tests in that window. Jesus. So, I, But I, who knows how far-reaching that is, is what I'm saying. Like, right. Think about if the Bucks' entire wide receiver room has to miss. <laughs> Talk about the best part of their team. Yeah. So I don't know. That game could get interesting quickly. Sunday night football is oh. a doozy, man. This is one of those you cook a nice dinner and settle in. Yep. Because it's the Niners Packers in San Francisco, Santa Clara, technically. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers has failed miserably in his life against the 49ers, which is one of my favorite things ever, because Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is a douche. Got him over him. Well, the the long hair does him no favors. I'm so zen now. Yeah, and... He's the new Chad. Yeah, and, you know, just this... You said what you said. Everybody knows you already have one foot out the door. You, at times, look like you don't care. My whole thing with Aaron Rodgers is you can't come out, blast the whole organization, come out week one, look terrible. Yes. Some people talk shit about you because guess what? It's the NFL. Yeah. You looked awful week one. There's right, no right. denying it. And then you come out. I don't know if you heard what he said today, but Jermichael Finley, his former teammate, and they were close when they were on the Packers together, right. came out and he said something like, I don't know if Aaron looks like he has any interest in leading this team. That was all he said, which after week one, Anyone would have said he didn't that. look like it week one. Now he had a great game against the Lions, but 
at home where they well, the Lions home, haven't won at Lambeau except one time in the last forty years. Yeah, so it, of course he looked good because he's still he's still a good quarterback, obviously. Right, but it's just that I'm telling you, on the field against the Saints in Week One, he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but there. But then he comes out yesterday or today, earlier today, and he says. Something along the lines, and it was very pointed at Jermichael Finley. He said, if you don't know me, if you if we're not that close, don't be putting words in my mouth. Stop hating on me now because I have a zen attitude. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. Who let you in the NFL? Yeah, yeah it's... it's. I'm, I'm over Aaron Rodgers. I'm so glad the Niners didn't, didn't go through with that trade. Ooh! Well, something still tells me that he's going to end up as a Las Vegas Raider, but... We'll see. And you would probably love that, wouldn't you? I don't know. Not with the season Derek Carr is having, and I don't think you need that sort of, uh, that sort of, you know, w- with Lafleur, you can act like you're the king shit. With Gruden, that ain't gonna fly. My uh, my future father-in-law, he is Wisconsin to the core. He okay. is a Green Bay Packers fan. He owns a portion of the team. He's been at one of those snow games. Hates Aaron Rodgers. Really? Now? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I well, think now, all yeah, Packer yeah, yeah. fans do now. Well, yeah, and I think most of them are like, yeah, just, dude, just go. Just go. Just get out. Like, let's see what we have with Jordan Love. Let's get on to the Jordan Love era, and we'll take our lumps now. But if you don't want to – and I'm if I'm the Packers, I'm like, hey, if you don't want to be here, then, then why are we even playing you? We don't want you to get hurt. We want to be able to trade – or is he, is he a walk-free agent? I think next year, whatever the concessions the Packers made was that he could go basically choose his team next okay. year. Well, if if I'm the Packers, I'm like, hey, we want to conserve you. We don't want to, you know, see a blow a knee or a shoulder or something. So you're going to be the backup to Jordan Love, or we can just deactivate you for the game. So here's why they can't do that. And unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers has them held hostage. Devontae Adams would sit. Yeah. Aaron That's Jones great, would probably sit. That's great. Point. Robert Tunyon would probably sit. The, for whatever reason, those guys are all still very loyal to Aaron Rodgers. Probably well, because he's maybe the best quarterback in the and league. And he makes them look good. Right. He made them all look great Monday night. Damn. Going to be a great week. I three. hate uber talented people. Can I, uh, can I just say <laughs> that? Like people who are just uber talented and can be little pieces of shit. Right, right. <laughs> like why do those people have to exist? Like John Mayer. Go away, John Mayer. I know, I know. Why can't you just treat people like crap your whole life and still be (laughs) as talented as you are? But that's why those people are there to remind you that when you've got the uber, uber talented and they're freaking awesome and cool, like a Tony Gwynn was, like... um, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. So many guys in our town, but across the landscape of football that were still just so friggin' nice and uh, got it. That's what the assholes are there to remind you of, that more so there's a lot more cool, uber-talented people than the uber-douches. The UDs. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is just like another level of talent. Oh, he I is? Mean, I would compare him to like a Tony Gwynn, where it's revolutionary to what he's done to this football game. And Tony Gwynn was that way with baseball. Yeah. But the fact that Aaron Rodgers gets to get away with being a little baby. It's true. Little baby. Little wiener. He is little, a little wiener. wiener. Um, so Allie Rat will be back. Hopefully, is she back next next week? I, I don't know, but I I mean, spend as much time with the baby as you want. That's oh no, us. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not forcing her back. But <laughs> get back. We here. will. We will. Uh, we'll get the Zoom thing down, or this, or literally hold up a phone on uh, speaker to the microphone and just have her buzz in to find out what life is. Uh, what life is like? As always, Bam Slam fam. Thank you so much for being along for this edition of the Bam Slam podcast. All of you 
loyal family members out there. We love you. And last but not least, you brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces for what you do, what you've done for us. Bam Slam Fam, we love you. Mwah. <laughs> ah, that was Costa. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.